now on the air from the state of Florida, where our 45th president temporarily resides until his triumphant return to that big house on Pennsylvania Avenue in 2024. Once again, it's time for the Flagler Trump Club's Future of Flagler podcast. Here are the three patriots who will keep Flagler County red while making America great again. Your host, Trump Club President Mike McElroy, along with Trump Club Vice President and Palm Coast City Councilman Ed Danko, and Trump Club Board Director, better known as the Shadow Mayor of Palm Coast, Alan Lowe. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Flagler Trump Club Future of Flagler podcast. I'm Ed Danko, along with my co-host, Alan Lowe. Mike McElroy is out on the West Coast visiting his children for a few weeks, so he'll be back um, a few weeks from now. We have an incredible guest today. We have a great guest today. We have Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North. He'll be joining us momentarily. But before we get there, Alan Lowe, we have some breaking news. Why don't you give us the breaking news? Well, Palm Coast, I'm not sure if you've heard, but Mayor Melissa Holland resigned. She is now no longer our mayor. And I was running for city council, but I have now switched my race. And I am officially announcing that I am running for the mayor the mayor of Palm Coast. Well, you know, Alan, I supported you last time you, you ran for mayor. You almost won. We came so close supporting you for city council. And of course, now I am supporting your bid for mayor once again. And I'm going to be out knocking on doors this Saturday uh, for Alan's campaign, yes, just like be. I did during my campaign. And Alan and I are going to be out there waving signs. And we've got yes. eight weeks to go, folks. And so I support you fully. All right, I'd Thank like you. to get to our guest, Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North. Thank you for joining us today, sir. Glad I could, Mike, or Dad and uh, Alan. Thank you very much for the chance. I know you, that you know a good friend of mine who's- uh, He's who's, sitting right here with this, us. Who set all this up. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes, David. David is right here with us. And um, I mean, he's become a good friend of mine too. And I, before we begin, uh, Colonel, I just want to thank you for your endorsement during my campaign last year for city council. I mean, there's a reason I won. And I got to tell you, the reason was you. I got well, such positive right. feedback from your video endorsement. And um, I, I, can't, I can't thank you enough. So if there's anything I can ever do for you, let me know, sir. Um, well, all, all 28 of us that are connected <laughs> to me voted for you. I know, I know. <laughs> you know. So, hey, if it was California, they would have counted. Yes, they, they would have counted twice. <laughs> so let's get right into it. I would like you to grade the Biden administration's performance so far, both domestically and on the international scene. What yeah. do you think of President Biden? I think the regime is disastrous, both domestically and internationally. I mean, if you look at some of the catastrophes that we've seen as a consequence of their governance, it's frightening as to where this thing could go in the next two years. And I, I'm hoping, praying, that we're going to end up with a Republican-controlled House and Senate in 2022, because that may be the only thing that can save this country. I mean, think about what's happened. We've seen the catastrophe at the border. It's not a, it's not a crisis. It's a catastrophe. It and they can't even say the word, you know, crisis. I mean, we've got tens of thousands of unaccompanied minors wrapped up in seer jack. You know, a seer blanket is survival, mm -hmm. evasion, resistance, and escape. That's right. That's what those. <laughs> that's what those blankets are. It's right out of a survival pack. And God knows what the Air Force is using for <laughs> their pilots at this point. When you look at the kinds of things that happened and didn't happen at the so-called mini summit in, in, in Anchorage, Alaska, where you've got the foreign secretary, the foreign minister of China, just eating the lunch of our representatives, Sullivan and Blinken. And, and in the aftermath of that, 
Nobody even mentions the Uyghur atrocities, the, the genocide that's happening. None of the kinds of things that we should have raised with them, like their theft of intellectual property, their, their violations of the World Trade Organization, the kinds of things that they're doing to build bastions of military might all over the South, literally the South China Sea, and, and interfering in, in the domestic or the internationally recognized borders and economic zones of the Philippines, Vietnam, South Korea, and, and Japan. I mean, the aggression is phenomenal. They've crushed democracy in, if you look at what the Chinese Chinese did in Hong Kong, they've crushed mm -hmm. it. Yep. They, they, the very opportunity for it. And all of those things were met with no opposition by this regime. And the end result is deterrence has failed. And the proof of that is what we now see happening in, with the Israelis. I mean, Israel is getting pounded by the estimates are that as many as 10,000 Iranian rockets were delivered to Hamas over the last five years. If that's true, they've still got 5,000 to go because they haven't used half of them yet. And the idea of Israeli civilians being targeted by anybody to include a terrorist regime that is globally recognized as such, and then having the president of the United States call Bibi Netanyahu and tell him to stop is just outrageous. If, if, by the way, if Biden really wants the rockets to stop and the Israeli responses to those rockets will stop at the same time, all he has to do is pick up the phone, call the Ayatollahs, his new pals, tell him that until the rockets stop, the United States is withdrawing from anything to do with the Vienna talks on JICPOA, the so-called Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action. In other words, the Iranian nuclear deal. Yep. We're pulling out of it. Number two, all the sanctions that were in place before are now back in place because the only way the regime is going to, the regime in Tehran is going to survive is if they can get outside money. And they were relieved when, when Biden said he was going to come back and reopen the talks with him and lightened up some of the sanctions. Here we are in a country that, I don't know how you guys in Florida weathered the storm, but we had a pretty tough time up here in Virginia because we were out of out of fuel, basically, except for certain kinds. For example, we live west of the Blue Ridge Mountains. West of the Blue Ridge, you're allowed retailers are allowed to sell non-ethanol gas. In other words, we've got we can actually buy gasoline that doesn't have our food in it. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it is, and so and that's why we live seventy miles west of Washington. We the front door is the is you know the Appalachian uh, the back door is the Appalachian Trail. The front door is the Shenandoah River. And I look at what we just went through as a kind of prep fire or maybe a picnic compared to what it's going to be like if we end up with the Straits of Hormuz closed as they were once or twice before. If they're closed and the oil tankers can't get through, God help us. Because we just saw an example of what the consequences of no longer being energy independent. We wow. were, and then we shut down the XL pipeline. We made it hard for fracking to take place. And now we've got a situation where if they do that, we're screwed. I, I agree. Alan? Yes, sir. Uh, it's a great honor, uh, Colonel, to be able to speak to you today. I, I was just telling David that a, a year and a half ago or less, uh, I would have never imagined being able to do this today. So I appreciate you being here, and I appreciate being able to speak with you. But I do have a question. Fire away. All right. Thank you. What happens in Afghanistan after Biden's withdrawal? Will this increase the threat of terrorism in the world? And 
What happens to those 17,000 Afghan interpreters that we leave behind? So there are 17,000. If you count up their family members, it's another 60,000, 70,000. And they're already being, you know, murdered. I mean, they've, had over, they've lost over 500 of them so far. And their family members are targeted. I, I just did a, one of my podcasts is going to air here in a couple of days with one of those guys who did make it out. And, you know, all it takes is it, <laughs> this, this president is famous for using his executive orders, right? I mean, yeah. more than any other president in history. And he okay. said he wouldn't. Yeah, well, of course. But that truth to progressives does not matter. We know that. <laughs> yeah. right? Okay. I mean, it's a tr truth to, to progressives is fictional, right? So <laughs> we don't have to worry about them telling the truth. What, what ought to happen is he ought to take out his executive signing pen and sign an executive order that directs the Department of State and the Department of Defense to cooperate in removing all barriers to the special immigration visas, which were created for these very purposes, not to bring 70,000 people from sub-Saharan Africa here, but in fact, to get special action rapidly. It's supposed to happen in a matter of weeks. It doesn't. There's some people who have waited years. There's no reason for that. And, and you know, even Jimmy Carter, I mean, don't let the rest of your audience know this, but Jimmy Carter brought in 150,000 refugees from a place called Cuba. And then tell. he brought in another 50,000 from a place called Haiti. He found refuge for them. He fed them, clothed them, and eventually most of them became American citizens. Now, all this president has to do is say, we're going to pick you guys up with military aircraft, bring your families to Bagram Air, Air Base while it's still open, because what's coming is a disaster the likes of which we've only seen once before. And we saw it in May of 1975. Yes, we in did. In a place called Saigon. Yep. It was heartbreaking for those of us who fought there and lost friends there been shot at and hit there it was a horrible horrible moment and we're likely to see that kind of thing again there's no doubt that the 17,000 terps as we call them and that's the interpreter translators who went to the field with us got shot at and hit and sometimes killed right along with the marines and the soldiers and the seals and even war correspondents i had a terp when i was with fox news okay Yep. I, I look at what they've been through and what they've what they've done for us and the bravery of their service and say it is unconscionable that these jerks at the White House can't figure out how to get them out before the 9-11 anniversary of this disaster. It, it's unbelievable. I was Certainly. I was in Key West um, during that boat lift uh, from Cuba. I was serving in the United sure. States Navy. I was there for a month. We brought a lot of people into this country every yep. day. We were out there uh, rescuing people. And it's a shame. The Biden administration has dropped the ball on this. Um, well, it's it's going it, to it, I'm very serious. This is likely to cause the kinds of wholesale slaughter we've not seen since those days of Vietnam. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is just absolutely it is unforgivable that they would do this. And this is. country's going to be damaged for decades after. Yep. It's it's awful. Um, President Trump has announced that he's going to start rallies up next month. We've heard a lot of hints from President Trump. Do you think he's going to be running in 2024? And will you support him? Well, I have no idea. I, I, well, I have no idea if he's going to run. If he does, I'll support him. I, look, at I was one of the earlier support, earliest supporters. If he told me 10 years ago that he was going to run for president of the United States, I'd say, why? Why would you, why would you want to give up all that you've accomplished? And, 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 and I'm not, I don't have the gift of prophecy. But I said to him, if you don't get reelected, they will come after you and destroy you. 
They will do everything in their power. And we see it happening now. Look, every one of the, the policies that he put in place, they've tried chopping down, both domestically and internationally, and they work. I mean, all the records that were set, everything from the best employment for minorities, the lowest unemployment, and the best roaring economy we've ever seen. Okay, all that was happening. And we were deterring our adversaries from doing bad things to us. We had energy independence. And we just saw the consequence of not having that in a mini version of it with the Columbia pipeline fiasco that we've had with these guys. Now that they've stopped most of the fracking on public lands, now that they've shut down the... Oh, we've lost audio with Colonel North. Um, Colonel North, we have lost audio. Oh, now there you are. You're back. Those things are going to have adverse economic... Did I lose it? My internet connection is unstable. No, we're good. You're, no, back. We're good. You're, You're back. back. You're back. You're back. Okay. So pick up where you left off 15 seconds well, ago. So the, the bottom line of it is domestically and internationally, they're trying everything. Yesterday, yesterday, the state of New York and the Manhattan district attorney filed criminal charges against, quote, the Trump organization. Okay. What's that mean? It means that they're going after him personally. Here's the only president in the, in the history of our nation who's been impeached twice and exonerated twice by the U.S. Senate. Here's the only president that we've ever had that was voted out of office by people who continue to press him and to continue to chase him even after he's left office. This, look at, don't underestimate the power of this crowd that runs places like Manhattan District Attorney, the New York, the New York District Attorney for the state, and the, the people at the so-called Department of Justice today to go after this president to try to ruin him. Well, it's 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 a sad day, uh, but I do it have is. another question for you, sir. Uh, yeah. If Trump were to run, uh, who would you like to see as President Trump's running mate? Oh gosh, I, I, I confess not to have even thought of it. <laughs> I, I, know, I, I know one person; it's not going to be. You know, there was a point in time when I was it was being suggested that I become a cabinet uh, secretary. And I brought the idea home to my wife for now 53 years. And her comment was, you have to be nuts. First of all, <laughs> it's a 70 mile drive into Washington and I am not moving. Number two, okay? you, you had better find some really good security guards to protect you from me. <laughs> well, we have David so, here. Uh, he yeah. needs well, volunteering. He, he knows. He, I wasn't going to give away his secrets, but, but Dave was one of the federal agents who protected my family. And, and of course, then retired, and, and we've been together ever since. I mean, at one point, we had 37 federal agents living with us. Wow. And they drink a lot of coffee. Yes, I bet they do. <laughs> da David spoke at our Trump Club uh, a few weeks ago, and he told, he told the story of how you guys really got close to each other, how he saved you from, um, what's her name, uh, Miss Rice. Yes. It, uh, well, not only that, but... He probably didn't tell you how I saved him. Oh, no, he didn't no, tell that us that. No, that part was Please missing. Do. Yeah, Please that do. Ask him, just, ask him to, just to tell you about what it's like to ride in a car with an attorney general, one of the richest, most valuable Republicans in the history of America, and uh, Betsy and me. Okay. I'll leave it at that. All right. I'll well, we'll, we'll have to have David fill us in after the show is over. <laughs> Make sure the mics are off. Yeah. <laughs> um, by the way, how's your wife doing? Well, uh, uh, look, I'm a, I'm a great, I don't know if I'm great or not, but I'm certainly a believer in the power of the Lord to heal anything. Uh, she has what is described by the Mayo Clinic as an incurable, untreatable 
uh, neuromuscular uh, uh, malady that's uh, very rare. For a long time, there were people thought it was MS or ALS or Parkinson's. And I finally just said, you know, I'm a Marine. I've got, I like making decisions. We're going to Mayo Clinic. And so the great doctors at Mayo Clinic diagnosed this. It's called corticobasal syndrome or degeneration. But uh, hard to pronounce, hard to, hard to grasp. But we're praying. Uh, we've got some uh, hope that there's going to be a program or a protocol or a, a, a study being done at NIH that she can get into and maybe there will be a cure. So well, I, don't, I don't give up. We, yeah. we will keep her in our prayers. And I know okay. yes, sir. all of us here in Flagler County, all of us at the Trump Club uh, will be praying for her. And we certainly believe in the power of prayer. So yeah. please give her our best. Um, and we're going to take a little break here, Colonel North. We've got a couple of our sponsors. We have to roll their, their commercials. So if you hang with us here for one minute, we will be back after a word of, uh, from our sponsors. Is it enough for Twisted Minds Escape Rooms? Then check us out at TwistedMinds.com and book an adventure today. You can choose between Camp Calico or the mysteries of Vanished. How about travel back in time to 1840s California and visit Digger's General Store? Get ready. Coming late spring, early summer 2021. A little bit of mayhem at Twisted Minds Escape Rooms in Palm Coast. Check us out at TwistedMinds.com or give us a call at 888-92-TWIST. We'll be waiting. Tired of sitting at home restless? Need to exercise? Playing golf is one of the best ways to stay fit, and golf courses are one of the safest places to be. The gorgeous 18-hole Gary Player-designed Cypress Snow Golf Course is open to the public. Enjoy your game in the heart of Palm Coast, surrounded by nine glimmering lakes and plenty of wildlife. Your safe and healthy choice is Cypress Snow Golf, voted the most beautiful course in Flagler County. Call to book your tee time, 437-5807. That's 437-5807. Who do you see as more of a direct threat to America, the Chinese or the Russians, mm. or maybe both? Good question. Well, look, I think the Chinese are the number one adversary we've ever faced. Uh, their, their economy is bigger than ours, whether they acknowledge it or not. Their ideas of replacing the U.S. currency as the reserve currency with the yuan or with a cryptocurrency that's actually sponsored by their state bank. Uh, there's no doubt that their military is bigger than ours. They've got more ships in, the, in their Navy than we have more combatant vessels, and they're building more every day, twice as many as we are. So there's no doubt that it's an economic and a military and a security threat to the United States. At the same time, they are very good at exploiting other adversaries. So for example, just I have no idea where that shutdown of the Columbia gas line or pipeline actually began, but I have no doubt that the, that the virus that we've been fighting now for a year began in China probably, at least according to most of the scientists that seem to have any credibility, probably in a Wuhan virology lab that used to be widely recognized as part of the People's Liberation Army, okay? So I look at that, that kind of threat, whether they did it intentionally or not, I, I probably will never know. Someday it will come out. But the bottom line of it is, it is an enormous threat, but they'll exploit their relationships with others. So for example, There's no doubt that the Ayatollahs and the North Koreans having nuclear weapons at their disposal and the means of delivering them pose a significant threat to the United States because unlike most superpowers, for example, the Soviet Union, the Soviet Union wanted to survive the experience. And so 
whether you, whether you laugh or joke about mutually assured destruction, it worked. It worked because mm -hmm. we were dealing with rational actors on the other side who were aggressive. And that's why we had, quote, a Cold War. And I like to tell people that the Cold War, which went on from 1947 to 1990, was cold only for those who did not fight in it in places like Korea and Vietnam and in, in tiny little insurgencies all over, 22 of them, all over Africa, all over Latin America, all over Asia. All those kinds of things were part of it. The Soviet Union tried to exploit those things, but when the Soviet Union broke up in 1991, all of those KGB-supported terrorist organizations, like the Red Brigades or the Bader-Meinhof faction, disappeared. But the Chinese know that the number one source for terrorism today is Tehran. Guess who's supporting the Tehran government with secret funds and the abilities to become even more violent? That's why I said, if somebody wants to stop the rockets from flying out of Gaza into Israel, all they have to do is pick up the phone and tell the Ayatollahs, not, the, not Hamas. Hamas is a wholly owned subsidiary of the Ayatollahs. All they have to do is pick up the phone and tell the Ayatollahs, we're cutting off all the aid. We're, we're turning off the spigot again, like we did right after we signed Jigpoa and, and President Trump backed out of it. All those kinds of things could be done. But when you've got a weak government in D.C., they, they don't even know how to spell the word deterrence. They don't do those things. And so the world becomes more dangerous every day because of the Biden administration. Our adversaries, communist China, number one, Russia, number two, Iran, number three, North Korea, number four. Those adversaries are emboldened by the feckless inability on the part of this administration to do a damn thing right. And I give you case number one, the 17,000 Terps and, and, and translators that we got to know so well when we were over there. I did 60 plus embeds over there. Every one of them, we had an interpreter, translator. In fact, sometimes just Fox, we had our own without even relying on the others. If you look at what's happening in the world today, all those threats, as you put it, are worse today than they were, let's say, a year ago. Yeah. We're going to have a we're going to have a problem in Taiwan, too, aren't we? Under oh, yeah. The Biden administration. Yeah. yeah. The Chinese yep. sense the weakness. Yep, they do. Yep. They're very good at reading it. Yeah. And, and again, I don't I don't have the gift of prophecy. But if I were a Taiwanese businessman, I'd be making sure that I've got some investments overseas. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's, 100%. you know, under Trump, the Chinese, I don't think, would dare to make a move. But Joe Biden and his administration, it, it's sad. It's sad what they're yeah. doing. Um, you know, when I was when I was serving in the United States Navy, they they taught us um, a couple of things. You know, our mission was to break things and kill people. That was our primary mission, right? And I know as a Marine, that was certainly your mission too. Um, our military's capable, but our leaders, I just don't have any confidence in these folks right now of allowing well, we, our we, military we, to do its job. Yeah, look, look, look at, there's an effort by the Defense Secretary to turn our military, every branch, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, and, and Space Force, right? into social justice warriors. I mean, think about this. If you, in, in any business, if you took 1.5 million man days out of your production of whatever it is, your goods and services, Amazon would go under 1.5 million. That's the minimum numbers of days that have been wasted on this whole business of turning our military into social justice warriors. We're gonna, we're gonna call out, pick out 
those people who don't match this, uh, this administration's idea of what an extremist is, they're going to take them out. They're, gonna, they're giving guidance to our commanders in the field. You cannot tolerate intolerance. Okay, so what is intolerance? What is an extremist? It is a, I, I actually had this question put to me in another podcast. Is a member of uh, a church group, Officers Christian Fellowship, uh, which is a Protestant or organized uh, faith group, or non-denominational at best, or, or the Knights of Columbus. Is that is that an extremist group? Because they happen to believe that the Roman Catholic Church happens to be right about a bunch of things. Is that is that what we're looking at? Because the frightening prospect is once you've started that, you start undoing what we all call an all-volunteer force. Moms and dads are not going to have their, their kids want to go and serve with Harry, who used to be Mary, who's now the drill instructor. I mean, it's, it's, you're, you're absolutely right. Sorry. Um, we sorry. don't we don't need Corporal Klinger out there on the battlefield, do we? Right, exactly. It's, it's a shame. It's a shame. I have a uh, I was handed a copy of your new book, uh, literally moments before we started this podcast. So I've not had the opportunity sure. to read it, um, but I will read it. I promise you. Uh, Veterans lament. Uh, this is the Amer is this the America our heroes fought for? Can you tell well, us here. a bit about your book, sir? Sure. Yeah. Well, my dear colleague David Gutch and I, who wrote that book, interviewed 500 people who'd served in the armed forces. Some going all as far back as Vietnam, and as recently as just came back from overseas in this longest war we've ever fought. The folks we interviewed are military guys. They served in every branch of the military, almost every rank. It's not just general and flag officers, although there's a bunch of them. And I look at what they're saying to us then, and we interview them before the election. And there's a long, if you look at the, if you look at the table of contents, I, my book is sitting over on the other side of the room where I'd pick it up. The table of contents. Well, I've got the book right have. here. What would you like You're, me to look at? You know, just, just run down that table of contents because that's their major concerns. And guess what? We're now, we're preparing a sequel to it. Because oh, wow. they didn't fight for socialism, most of all. That's what they'll tell us. And the idea that we're going to turn this military inside out, upside down, and wreck the finest military that's ever existed just is unnerving to them. And it will be to you when you finish this because you also serve, my friend. Yes, and, and, and I tell you, I think probably the best time in my life was serving in uniform, um, serving our country. I, nothing could have been better. I wish I could go back and age and and redo it again. I had a great time. Uh, the, well, the friendships you that, make, the bonding, you know, it's, it's amazing, as you know. That, um, there, that is, that's a wonderful expression. It, it, it actually is very true. It's like, if I knew then what I know now, I'd have behaved a lot differently. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you, sir, uh, you have a fantastic history, a fantastic career that you've had, and what's next for Colonel Oliver North? Well, I, you know, we've got, uh, I started up a publishing house because there were publishing houses in America that said, if you had served in the Trump administration, we're not going to publish your book. Well, send it to me. So Fidelis Publishing is the company we started. We also started Fidelis Media. Dave, who's sitting there right there, has been through all of that. The really great news is we began Fidelis Publishing in December. Actually, started our very first activity in, in January. And this month, we broke even. And that's a great testament to the wonderful people with whom I've got to, to work. But most of all, to the wonderful authors who came to us and said, would you publish our book? Oh, that's fantastic. And, and we're seeing, no, no, it, it's an answer to prayer. 
the good Lord says, we're going to smile on this effort because uh, there is much of what we do that would not be done any other place. And the good news is the American people are hungry for the truth. And that's what we publish, the yeah. truth. Well, the book is Veterans Lament, and I'm holding up a copy right here. And there I you assume go. you can get this in virtually any bookstore and online at Amazon. Or what's the, what if, way if would you like people to buy it? And if, they're, and if they're having trouble, tell them to go to OliverNorth.com and click on the books, and they can get the books that way, too. Oliver Even if North. Amazon blacklists us, we're still out there. OliverNorth.com, where I assume they can keep up with you and your life and everything, too, on, the, on your website. Can, can indeed, brother, no doubt about it. Well, listen, I want to thank you for joining us, Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North. It is a privilege and a pleasure to speak with you directly today, and I know Alan feels the yeah, same 100%. way. Yeah, 100%. I really, really, really appreciate this, and, yeah. uh, and it's a fantastic honor for me. No, you're kind. And, and I, I want you to know that we'll pray for your great success and we'll go up on my podcast and remind people that you're there. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Me. And yeah. um, well, um, it is Veterans Day. I, I'm sorry, Memorial Day coming up. Yes. So two things. Number one, the Marine Corps slogan of Semper Fidelis is more than a slogan. It's a way of life. Number two, pray for America on Memorial Day, especially, but all the rest of the year, they, all the rest of the year as well. Simplify, guys. I absolutely agree. Thank you, sir. All right. Uh, again, Alan, great show. It's a great show. I think we should remind people about the Trump Club and that uh, we have a meeting at the Palm Coast VFW off Old Kings Road the third Monday of every month, starting at 630, and we would like to see you there with us. Yes, absolutely, and please go to our website, which is flaglerfortrump.com, and that's the number four, flaglerfortrump.com. All right, that's it for now. We'll be back in two weeks, and uh, we look forward to seeing you. The Future you of Flagler is sponsored by the Flagler Trump Club. Our meetings are every third Monday, starting at 6.30 p.m. at the Palm Coast VFW. Visit our website, flaglerfortrump.com. That's flagler, the number four, trump.com to learn more. Let's make America great again.